0: streaming listening to the spooky doings podcast my name is rick guzman i'm an improv comedian from new york and we're going to talk about some fun stuff with some fun people it's always a pleasure when we got wonderful chelsea bennington with us on the show hello chelsea
1: hello
2: rick how you doing
0: i at this time of year i usually say don't hate hibernate so if i can just sleep and not exist, um, I think that's the right decision to make. What about you? How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, this is not your time of year, like weather wise, this is not, this is not a thriving environment for you. It's cold and gloomy and yeah, I'm good. I, uh, I kind of, I was talking to a friend yesterday about how it felt this past week, it actually felt like 2023 started. Like there was something about the past few weeks that have just felt kind of, I don't know, like it just didn't feel like the the new year new new beginnings and things like that. But this past week, like with changes that have happened in my life and and in other people's lives, I'm like, oh, it's twenty twenty three now. So I feel good. I feel like the year started.
0: Um, glad you're feeling good i feel like time is broken and nothing actually matters right now fair enough
2: fair enough what
0: well, the fuck do i know <laughs> um i know that we have a wonderful guest with us today uh she is a pop culture connoisseur that hasn't been on since we talked about fresh but she's back um and she's got a fun hat <laughs> and her name's angelica florio hello angelica how are you today?
1: Hello, hello. I am here. I'm good. I'm so just feeling like a star.
0: <laughs> well, you shine brightly? And 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 tell and me, that's...
1: tell me, I tell me, I do, please. You shine. <laughs> tell brightly. me, I'm a star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to yes, that. Yes, I um, I wanted
1: to just you know get right to a little bit of a little bit of a hint there for our topic.
0: <laughs> well, before we get into to our topics, um, please remind me, cause you know, time is broken and I've been sick a lot. So how the fuck did this come up that you wanted to talk about these Ty West films? Uh, cause, cause I forget specifically, my guess would be, you probably mentioned something and my knee jerk reaction was, want to talk about it on the podcast?
1: Yes, that probably was how it went. I think I may have said, I want to watch those. And that was just where it went. And I am just so glad because also, I mean, we'll get into this because I think this needs to be a point of discussion, but you, Rick, told me which order to watch them in, which was very helpful because I find that an interesting, because this is like a two-part film series and which- it,
0: it, It's an eventual trilogy.
1: Oh, See, I didn't know this, okay, great oh, sure. so wow, okay, can't wait to talk about that, so yeah, I mean, I'm just really confused because they were released in a different order than I watched them in., mm-hmm. so yeah, so anyway i I was curious about I mean, I had heard these were great movie great films, films, not movies, okay. <laughs> we're a serious podcast, and yeah, are we?
0: This is no, No,
1: I, this isn't my podcast either, by the way, (laughs) I'm the guest.
2: (laughs) So you watched, um, oh my God, my voice went crazy. Sorry. So, so you watched Pearl then X.
1: Yes, that is correct. And I think so did you Rick, right? So which one, which direct, which order did you watch them in Chelsea? I'm curious.
0: Original. Yeah, originally what
1: rick's about to say
2: x then pearl when they came out we we saw them
0: in the theaters like that uh because uh i've I've been a fan of ty west uh, since his first film house of the devil um so when i saw he was coming out with a new movie i thought great when i saw it was being put out by a24 i thought great when i realized uh it was dealing with uh 70s pornography i thought boobs And uh, I was very excited to see that because, you know, being a long in the tooth motherfucker. uh, To me, horror and nudity, as I've talked about before, they go hand in hand. And there's been a distinct lack of nudity uh, in in all film lately, to be honest with you. And I get it. Uh, Nudity was kind of a ploy to get people to go into the theaters instead of just watching stuff at home. And now that everybody has a pocket robot and you can Google any part of the anatomy that you want to look at that makes you happy, you don't need it as much in film. But I like it. (laughs) It makes me happy. Uh, So when it was released theatrically, we saw Chelsea and I saw X first, and, and we saw Pearl a few months later. But going into it, I'm like, uh... Maybe for a first-timer, it would be a bit different uh, and perhaps better, I don't know, we're going to find out, uh, to watch the films chronologically. So I suggested to Angelica, watch Pearl first, and then watch X, and let's see what's happening. So let's discuss it that way. Uh, what, seeing Pearl first. How, I have that...
1: barking dogs right now, one sec.
0: Take your time. I can vamp um that that's okay we've, we've we've got a little bit of little puppy business
1: i'm dog sitting and this one dog is a barker and he's oh, she's instigating God. my dog
0: oh that okay. influence
1: one sec i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna just worry. get her no worries so that's okay i, I did, heard
0: i heard barfing instead of barking barking is much easier she's just
2: I didn't realize you told, uh, while while we're waiting for Angelica, well, I mean, it doesn't even matter because she's back, um, but I didn't realize that you told her to watch um, Pearl, then X. So I'm very, oh,
1: very yeah. Excited. And it was fascinating to me to watch it in this order because I loved it in this order. And then therefore after, while I was watching X second, I was like, wow, I cannot like I kept thinking about what it would be like to watch X first, which is the way the chronological release order. And I was like, wow, they really fucked up with that. I mean, I want to know, was this, that must, that was a 24s decision because they're the distribution. So I'm like, I need more inside details about how this happened because I swear like mm-hmm. you get so much more just joy knowing who this old woman is when yeah. you watch. X. I well,
0: I I can explain that. Um, he had X written and they filmed it in Australia. And Australia, unlike our country, day is handling the Rona the way a country should. Um, so you go there and you are quarantined for two weeks before you get to start your production, and that's the wisest way to handle things. And Ty West is sitting in his hotel room with nothing to do for two fucking weeks. So he writes a prequel to X. The crew is there, the cast is there. He talks to Mia Goth and explains what he wants her to do. She signs on, A24 signs on, and then right from filming X, they do all the scenic stuff since he had the sets there, slap a fresh coat of paint on everything, and you go right into Pearl. So X was done first, obviously, because that was shot first, And now you've got Pearl happening. And that's how that came to be.
1: Okay. So, but here's my question. Did they need to be released in this order because of the timing of when they were finished? You know, post-production, when all of that wraps up, like it sounds like, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's not like the end of the world that people watched X first, like most the general public. But I'm also just like, I feel like it, It enriched my viewing. But then again, you can always watch it twice. Then maybe it's a best, maybe it's a good marketing tactic to put the prequel out after um the the sequel. So it's like you can watch it all twice and three times, and you need you can switch up the orders. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on X, honestly, more so than on Pearl. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. Which one do you have more thoughts on?
0: Hmm.
1: I think um.
2: Well, first, I have to nitpick and correct Rick. It was New Zealand, not Australia.
0: You're telling me they're not the same place?
2: It's not the same place. You're gonna offend so. Oh, many
1: they people. hate each other. Yeah, like
2: it's not the anyway. But um, when I heard Rick say Australia, my brain was like, "No, it wasn't." And I like looked it up while he was talking. Oh, okay. I was like, "Wait a minute." I um, <laughs> don't know why.
0: Um, to the people of Australia, I apologize.
1: <laughs> wow, very good Australian accent. That is not easy to do.
0: To the people of hobarty New Zealand, I also <laughs> apologize. The Kiwis. Um, I don't know the difference between your two nations because you're very far away. I will say, uh, just because Nick gave us from there, Wangaratta
1: i think
2: um yeah i mean one thing that i loved is when so when seeing x um in theaters everybody was saying stay stay after the credits stay for the credits so so i saw x with with rick and his girlfriend i saw i saw we saw pearl separately anyway we went and saw x at the end of the credits was the teaser for pearl and it was a little bit more of a teaser than the teaser at the end of pearl for the for the trilogy like it had a little bit more from what i remember like a scene or two or maybe several i can't remember at this point but it was like a full teaser of like oh my god they already have this movie done and it's coming out so i did love watching x first and not knowing much about the woman and then realizing oh We're gonna get her whole backstory. It was just, it was very much like a beautiful like dessert after the movie. So Mm -hmm. so I did like seeing X first, but God, I wish I could. I I mean, I guess I'm gonna live vicariously through you because I'm so curious. Like watching Pearl first than X, because did it make one general question I have for you before we get into the nitty gritty of the movies? Did it make X any less scary or any less um what's the word I'm trying to find tense
1: like or did yes
2: it it did the answer is yes
1: and not to its discredit like I loved it it was it was much campier and much more just slasher to the max like very just fun kind of because I knew exactly what was going to happen and, but I did have a lot of questions, you know, like oh, this the her husband like stayed with her, like so, like I was just very like, you know, all these little things of it were kind of, you know, a little bit of mysteries which not necessarily got answered, like sort of did, uh, implicitly. And so, anyway, I yes, it made it less scary, I will yeah. say, but I also in a way like it worked for X because that movie uh, has a scene of. Kid Cuddy playing the guitar, the song being landslide while Brittany Snow sings. And we're having side-by-side cuts with this skeleton woman staring at herself in the mirror. Like that movie is not that serious. Okay.
2: Yeah. I do love the <laughs> landslide scene. It's probably my, one of my favorite bits in that movie, not to, not to jump too much. I, I, Yeah. I love that scene. And you're right. It is very like, okay, girly, we all get old, calm down. Like it's, (laughs) it's...
1: yeah, it's also like, okay. I don't, I know we need to, I don't want to get ahead also, but they look like skeletons. Those old people. They're not just old people. They're skeletons.
0: That's going to happen to all of us. And you know, hopefully Hopefully, we're just as horned as senior citizens as Pearl was. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a dream we all dream of. Hopefully, we have someone uh, that loves us in our old age, that wants to get all up on our wrinkly fucking bodies and just, like, plow onto heaven. I mean, that, that, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Who doesn't dream of that? know for for the people that think that's gross and i do love the the subversion it's usually the young people fucking in the horror movie Like, how the fuck you think you got here someone older than you uh bent somebody over and went to town and that's the story of you getting here i know for a fact i'm only here because there was no ice cream in the house i was told that by my father that is a true story
1: that's amazing yeah so am i TMI or TCBY, <laughs> whichever.
0: He had a thing for uh, macadamia nut uh, dazs ice cream. <laughs> yeah, let's take it and back to
1: Nookie, n- apparently.
0: Clearly. Uh, let's take it back to 1918 and Pearl. And it's got to be really easy to film things during a pandemic if you're setting your movie during a pandemic. So people have to wear masks. So bravo, Ty West and the good people of New Zealand who I thought were Australian. Uh, and you know, eh, what are you gonna do? So we meet Pearl in her youngest form. She's a dreamer. She's got big goals. They're lofty. She, her, her husband's off at war. Her mom is Deutsch. Her dad's a fucking vegetable. Uh, her only friends are the fucking farm animals. Cause she's a weirdo living in a fantasy. And that, kind of makes sense in isolation. I've seen some people who willfully make their worlds pretty small and that's kind of fucking sad in a way. I mean it's one thing when a pandemic makes it pretty small but you know we we got off light as bad as things were that we could reach out to each other technologically. What the fuck are you going to do if if you got nothing and you just live on a farm and there ain't nobody around anyway? Going to, to the motion pictures is is a willing respite for you to go and check out and see the follies and see the dances. And uh, much like Angelica, Pearl just wants to be a star. So, what did you think, Angelica, when, when you were introduced to, to our, our uh, lovely Pearl and her big ass smile and wide fucking eyes and her pencil? Oh, gosh, for yes. Props to gators. me, a
1: goth. She was so excellent. So it was just amazing to watch a performance like that, first of all. And then also I loved this film being like dropping us in to this. You know, I really like that. It didn't give a lot of the backstory. Like we it, I love a, a movie that like, you know, expects an intelligent audience. So it's like you fill in the gaps about like the time period. You know, it's not like. I don't think there was like a card that said like Spanish flu or anything like that. And also, I kind of like that it was a little bit ambiguous because it feels like what period are we in? Like the in the colors being so rich, you feel like this doesn't look like how old movies are made. And it kind of messes with that the time period, I would say, in a fun way. Um, and I loved it because I thought it was so fun you know like and I love a a movie that's a horror movie about female like jealousy and rage of course um one of my favorite movies in the world is Black Swan and there's like some elements of the Black Swan with her sister-in-law and you know just the jealousy over the the light and dark of of who they are you know the blonde and the brunette it's tale as old as time so i have fun with that because that is like what we're doing here and it doesn't really try to hide it you know so i loved it 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 wasn't a subtle movie you know which is just fun i i had fun with it it was fun
0: i'm glad you like it uh chelsea do you remember uh, your impression of pearl when you first came uh, into her Technicolor world.
2: Yeah, I um, I was so excited for Pearl. Like it was a movie trailer that I watched so many times because I just thought it was so well done. Um, and it did give quite a bit away, uh, but it didn't lessen the experience for me because I just saw all those things now in context um but i was so excited about it because i loved x um and i wanted more of mia goth cuz i i'd seen mia goth in in you know a, a few of the things that she was in i never paid too much attention to her for i mean for lack of a better way to put it i just didn't um and in x like she definitely had you know again for lack of a better way to put it like the x factor like she was amazing and i was excited about her as a final girl i was even more excited when i realized she was playing the old woman and playing pearl so i wanted to see her even crazier because she's a little bit more not necessarily reserved in x but it's a different character um maxine and so i was so excited about just seeing her crazy and uh yeah, I loved it. I thought, um, I loved how vivid uh the color was. It was very, and a lot of people have written like articles and made comparisons to Wizard of Oz, especially in color, and it really is there. Um,
0: uh, scarecrow humping, notwithstanding. Yeah,
2: that was <laughs> another yeah exactly and then like even the way the the shots of her riding her bike you know being very similar to the witch riding riding her bike um in well when she wasn't a witch whatever she was in real life um or in the black and white world anyway uh I yeah I loved it I ate it up I thought it was fun I was like why are you killing animals that was one thing I was like what's what's going on with you um but I mean she was She's crazy and she has a very like fucked up home life. Her, like you said, her dad's a vegetable. Obviously, he was probably uh I don't know. There's so many ways to interpret how her dad was before that happened. Like you could easily interpret that he was a great father and that is gone. You can also interpret he was a terrible father, like it's played very vague, at least a terrible
1: father who was potentially sexually assaulting his I, daughter exactly
2: like you really can like take it so many different ways like it's 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 beautifully done but um I was just I I enjoyed the ride where we knew Pearl was gonna get murderous and crazy that's like it, it's gonna happen you've seen X you know it's going to happen so I enjoyed the ride of seeing her like her dreams getting crushed and uh that beautiful monologue that Mia Goth did at the end um that smile that she did I I loved when I first saw skipping ahead a little bit but when I first saw Pearl and that whole monologue like I loved it and I was like not even like breathing through it I was or you know not conscious of like myself uh because I was so wrapped into it but there was another part of me that was like oh my God, her sister-in-law must be like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> like during the whole monologue is probably like, is she going to take a beat so I can leave? And I just love when they cut on her and she's like,
1: well, I guess I better be going. <laughs> like I Oh my just, gosh. I loved uh,
2: that so much.
1: Yeah. It was so, now that you're saying it now, I want to watch it again. I mean, I will because It's really fun to watch that whole like just display of vulnerability. Like, someone she is being vulnerable in such a crazy way. And, like, I personally, just on a personal note, loved this aspect of it because I have, like, as Rick and Chelsea know, like, and I'm sorry, listeners might. Instagram is private for this reason. I will sometimes be overly confessional in my Instagram stories. And I have moments where I'm like, um vulner like, am I being crazy vulnerable? You know, like sometimes you feel like you overshare in life. And I feel like that's how this moment really was. And, you know, her, the difference between her and me, thank God, is that sorry, thank thankfully, is that she uh didn't have any awareness that it was a little bit of an overshare or do you think she meant to overshare and just like freak the fuck out of the, just, the little blonde bitch
2: I'm just huh? kind of
1: loving that you're saying that's the only difference between
2: you and Earl is the lack of self-awareness nothing else <laughs>
1: um, yeah the, the, I was watching that movie the whole time being like it me no it no me. <laughs> no <laughs> worry, no <laughs>
0: Um, just, yeah, just, just skipping right to the to the uh figurative money shot of Pearl and that long single shot speech delivered by uh, Mia Goth which is fucking fantastic and a lot of people say give her a statue and I say no don't because the most Oscar winners are forgettable um but yeah that does it and I think what the the with the sister-in-law saying you can say to harold like anything that you want to say to Harold, just pretend you're you know i'm him and let it out and uh, i've done that in therapy and it helps it helps to purge yourself of all the weird shit i do not have the purge weird
1: shit. pearl oh my gosh
0: yeah i don't have all of that that pearl had from you know uh wanting to basically just use her husband as a way to get the fuck off of the farm And then, you know, in her uh, status as a woman of that time. No, you have to follow your husband. And your husband wants to stay on the farm and then go to war. You're stuck here with your parents and your dad, who I merely interpreted as Deutsch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, perhaps I'm shallow-minded. And then, you know, going into her just killing animals to feel and hating the fact that she was pregnant, uh, which I think, you know, not a lot of women, you know, probably admit to themselves or others that it can't feel great to go through that uh yeah. ordeal uh, where your body is no longer your own and I, my finite brain can imagine can't imagine it and i'm thankful that i can't and then just to finally get it all out and you know like you said there's your sister in law like oh i've tried to be helpful and i've stuck myself out too far out there how the fuck do i leave and then bitch can't run she cannot run
2: oh my gosh she was I was like that part cracks me up i do have one question for y'all while while we're talking about the confessional scene and and the monologue i've seen so many people not necessarily debate it just give their interpretations because what I find so fascinating about Pearl and X, I mean, a lot of things are fascinating, but they're quite straightforward movies. But at the same time, there's still so many things that you can interpret, and I think that I'm so
1: excited you're about to ask
2: this question. <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 right? Anyway, I um, I've seen so many people interpret it in different ways. Where some people think the sister-in-law, for real, one. Or got the part and then there's some people who think she did it and she just kind of she didn't know how to tell like Pearl was going to say she got it regardless so it was kind of a way to you know when you go into survival mode and when somebody's dead set on something and you're kind of like okay cool yeah that's that's what you think that's your reality so yeah she
1: it's yeah. better to apologize than to like, per- potentially lie, like in Pearl's, yeah. in Pearl's Pearl
2: seem Like I'm lying or like, you're yeah. all you're going to see is that I'm lying. So Rick, I'll ask you first. Do you think she, I mean, it's not even, it, it's kind of a moot point, but at the same time, it's interesting. Um, do you think she got the part um, for real? Or do you think it was just Pearl was like, I'm happy for you. So she's like, okay, fine.
0: I don't think the sister-in-law went into audition.
2: Yeah,
0: you don't I, think she even went in? No, how I interpret it as uh, everybody else you can take at face value. You can take the sister-in-law. You can take the mother who is not happy with her lot in life, but you know she's married. She has to be a nurse to her husband. The projectionist is bohemian. He's just looking to you know sniff it and bang it and uh, move on with his life whereas pearl is uh like mercurial to the 10th fucking power uh like the the way she's freaking out at the projection is like why are you leaving and screaming like a fucking what did
2: i do wrong
0: banshee and <laughs> that to me is the scariest bit of like you know you're trying to play it cool but this lady is making you nervous. And I realize uh, women have to deal with that a lot more than I have ever had. But to be in that situation where it's like like, you, you just got to come right out and say, like, you're scaring me. Your reaction is frightening. You're taking this to a level that it's not. I just wanted to bet. We had fun, didn't we? I'm going to get my Model T and I'm going to go. And that's when you end up with a pitchfork in the fucking chest. Uh, no. you're done fucked. was it worth it was it worth it <laughs> to to show this impressionable young married lady a stag film and then get your groove on was it worth it you're done fucked up kid
2: which I read that was a real uh
0: that was a real stag film yes. it
2: was a, yeah and I thought that was interesting because I I thought I don't know I mean I didn't think much of it I just thought it was made for the movie and then I realized oh no that is like one of the earlier like I think I read I was looking at trivia for the movie this morning I think it was like 1915 or something um but Angelica did did you interpret it as she actually got the part or was it similar to Rick for you like I didn't even think about what Rick said where it's like I don't even think she went in
1: yeah I didn't consider that either I had definitely thought she got it because you know, like I said, I, um, you know, relate to Pearl. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I just think that that's, oh. you know, in the world of the, um, second best lifestyle TM. Um, <laughs> I think that she definitely didn't get it and or sorry that Pearl didn't definitely didn't get it and then the blonde definitely did because I just like think it's makes it more grounded in a way which makes it more interesting to me and like in the way where I say like finding themes that are relatable in the you know, most uh, outlandish stories about like Mm -hmm. psycho killers, like, you know, it's like, I love finding sparks of relatability. So I, for me, it's like, she did win because that makes it more fun. But I also do really like acknowledge that it doesn't really matter like and I like that also and like that almost like complicates it where you're saying like it complicates like what you make up in your Mm -hmm. mind and I just like love the psychological like fuckery aspect of any horror film so you know that made it really great to me. You're in
2: like Pearl's reality and Pearl's reality is she the sister-in-law got it like that's just like that's it you can you can tell yeah like you kind of just like almost reality
1: yeah right yeah like in her reality she did get like the the sister-in-law did get it and then Mm. in the sister-in-law's reality they like it makes it more fun if they're different realities in a way too Mm -hmm. so like if you're going on that then it in the sister-in-law's reality which is the same reality Mm. she didn't get it so like or did she? I Not that I just said that. I'm like, wait. No, it's like, well, it, damn. Yeah. That, that, that,
0: that's what I want to ask you, uh, Angelica, your use of the word grounding. Because Pearl is not grounded. Pearl lives in her own fantasy uh, world a lot of the time with uh, the the animals and talking to them. And even in her audition, the way she's doing that big wide-eyed huge fucking smile and she's envisioning background dancers and all of these other things and that is her downfall be it with the projectionist the sister-in-law the audition is that when her fantasy world brushes up against reality it fucking crumbles so like you know i respect your opinion but pearl herself is not grounded in any way, shape, or form, and that's why she lashes out. And I think we can see that a lot, unfortunately, in modern society. There's a, a pretty big contingent of people that are detached from reality, and when reality brushes up against their fantasy world, they react violently. They get very angry. They wanna hear those lies so they don't have to think about the fucking truth.
1: Yes, here I would like to just point out that it's this is a moment that you just mentioned the dancing and imagining the dancing on this in the spotlight. And in X, there's this moment where Pearl, after she kills the first victim, she does the whole like little arm swaying dance move in front of the the spotlight of the car lights and she the headlights and she goes like that's a clear moment where it's i was like okay so clearly both movie both of the screenplays were at least done at this time um and it was just hilarious because there aren't a lot of like tell moments in x that reference pearl like there i mean it's in the same exact setting so like it's there but it's also just like. Uh, you know, that was h- hilarious to me when she does the dance. And like, what did you guys think when she does that dance? You're just like, oh, crazy old woman after murdering someone does a little arm arm wave.
0: Exactly. Not having uh, Pearl as a frame of reference. It's like, oh, th- th- this bitch crazy. Uh, so we didn't know. And
1: it's kind of the same either way. So there that,
0: you that, go. That th- this horny gal just wanted to dance with somebody. She wanted to feel the heat with somebody. Uh, we didn't know that the hairbrush she was using on herself was her mother's hairbrush, that she brushed the hair of her charred corpse. We didn't have any of that frame of reference. It's just like, oh, well, here, here we are. You know, you know fucking die like so many other slasher films. So uh, ever since I got Pearl on DVD, that's how I've been, wa- I've been watching it chronologically as opposed to in order of release. Because I look at some big franchises uh, if if they follow a proper timeline, uh, like Kill Bill, for example, I look at them as one movie. and I'll always watch them in that order consecutively uh, going forward. So yeah, Chelsea, what did you think of that dance in X uh, not having seen Pearl?
2: That's such a good question. I I definitely um, I have I have not watched them in chronological order, and I should uh, because I I've seen both movies twice: once in the theaters and once uh, at home. And I always enjoyed the two. The second times I watched them, because I watched them with my sister who had who had not seen them, and we watched them together. So it was fun to like experience something I've already seen with, you know, someone who, who hasn't experienced it yet. So anyway, I, yeah, I just took it as like, oh, this, you know, this kooky lady is, is not getting anything at home and, um, she, uh, she's going to kill these kill these kids they're not even kids they're all grown-ass adults <laughs> like she's just they gonna are kill consenting these adults.
0: and sexy adults
2: yeah sexy adults and so I didn't think much of of that scene other than you know I didn't even interpret it as like, oh, she wishes, you know, she was a star. She wishes she was a dancer. I just kept thinking she just wishes she was young and had a husband who could, Mm, you know, mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) who could love her. (laughs) I want to point out another moment is the picture of Lemonade being this horrifying signal to the husband that here we go, the killing spree is on. And you see that in X of how the, the picture of Lemonade is- treated by the camera you know like in the little like Mm -hmm. dun 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 it's the lemonade and like for viewers who had seen pearl like and know that the lemonade is that it's connected with that the finale scene oh sorry yeah oh gosh um anyway no worries don't worry about the dog oh okay so anyway it's the dog who's visiting not my dog but anyway (laughs) You're like, I need to <laughs> clarify who's the bad is one. My is well-behaved. He knows to be quiet when Mummy is podcasting. But anyway, um, I, this this lemonade like what it like it kind of makes x a little bit like weirder to see like why is those lemonade being treated like what do you think about that because i was like this would be kind of weird to see like dun 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 lemonade like i guess it could he could the old man could have just been like oh she like had someone in the house so like that's already bad on its own like was that a moment you guys remember watching for the first time i remember Um, taking it as like the oh yeah there's
2: somebody there's been somebody else in the house like she actually had someone in here and was talking to them and um that's not good because and and I saw it as like at first I didn't even see her as murderous I just saw it as like she's crazy and probably shouldn't be talking to people like I almost didn't even see her you know prior to knowing the events of Pearl um I didn't see her as the killer at first I figured the husband was I mean of course both of them are but I just saw it as like she's just wanting to connect and he's keeping her you know like a like a hermit in a way Mm -hmm. um so that's how I saw the lemonade I didn't think about because is is that what Pearl's carrying at the end of Pearl is a picture of lemonade when she's like smiling and stuff
0: I don't recall. I think
1: so. That's, but
2: I, I thought she
1: was giving lemonade to the sister-in-law in that scene. Oh, did she give that? So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Was it
2: lemonade?
1: I mean, I need to look yeah. back now. To
0: go back to the question of uh, why would Harold stay with Pearl coming back from war and seeing how she's positioned her dead parents? with a bunch of maggoty fucking food and just as as chilling if not more so uh than her monologue is pearl or mia goth rather staring smiling wide-eyed maybe a tear going through the entire fucking credits of oh the yeah film. masterpiece again moment. a single shot of just holding hold it hold it and again putting myself in those shoes I would be scared to leave (laughs) there was one
2: person oh sorry to cut you off Rick I just I have to say this while I'm thinking of it there was one person at uh when I went and saw it with my friend there was one person in the audience like we were staying for the credits because we knew there was going to be some sort of teaser for the third and um, it's like a Marvel, you know, you got to stay mm-hmm. for the, stay for the post-credits. One person, <laughs> it cracked me up. Uh, they were like clearing the tables and stuff. And I think they wanted to stay and he just goes, let's get out of here. And they just leave because <laughs> I think they got so uncomfortable with just Mia Goth staring. They were like, let's get out of here. And they just left. And I thought it was a funny
0: saying, anyway, yeah. Rick, go ahead. <laughs> In the years that follow where there's no movie to fill it in i mean clearly harold loved it he loved her he must have seen some shit in the war uh and it's like all right well, and because sometimes you know she's like, hot crazy but hot crazy crazy sex goes a long way um but hopefully you grow out of that phase <laughs> um but yeah he he loved her heart problems i not mean he became
1: a murderer himself in that time so he already could have had a some, some he something the war definitely messed with him.
0: War you know, is hell, which, Angelica. You know, yeah, war is hell. And Part that- of me
1: is fine
2: with the fact that like the third one will be, um, I mean, spoiler ish for you, Angelica, but not really the movie hasn't come out. But the next one is called Maxine with three X's, I believe it's three X's, correct? Um, and it's following. Mia Goth's character well she has two characters but it's following uh Maxine from X in the 80s so I'm excited they're continuing her story I'm not necessarily oh my god fun because she
1: also has some aspect of Molly Ringwald's face
2: <laughs> Ooh, I kind of see it especially like with, like, with barely the there yeah I see it <laughs> but like I'm not really interested in Pearl and what the fuck is her husband's name Harold, Harold. okay um I'm, as you can tell because I totally remember his name I'm not interested in their story anymore like I don't need to know how they became murderous oh my god Part I agree. Of me feels like they didn't kill again until x like that's I'm,
0: I'm, one I'm of gonna, my things I'm gonna disagree there I'm because... gonna mute
1: you <laughs> i disagree about the killing he he entered he approached the guy on his land with a sh- like a ginormous oh gun. fair so fair enough okay
2: fine two against one i get it no,
0: yeah, no. <laughs> and, and uh, so yeah let's let, let's fast forward 61 years to 1979 and the events of x and some sexy people wanting to uh so, yeah get into porn uh, VHS is going to be a thing um, and and people are going to be able to get their rocks off in the privacy of their own home. Again, dream we all dream of. Uh, little do we know that one day we'll have pocket robots where, again, you can look at anything. Uh, and, and we've got this cavalcade of sexy characters, and it's very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as that's where the movie is set and they're traveling in their fuck van moving along and again I gotta love Scooby-Doo
1: also ha- there's some Scooby-Doo remnants in that fuck van
0: <laughs> been a while since I've seen Scooby-Doo I'm gonna take your word for it uh, again I'm a long in the tooth motherfucker uh, I just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre the other day I don't think I've watched Scooby-Doo since I was like 11 Moving on. Um, so yeah, they're well they're... the fuck
1: van part of it is you don't really ever see that. <laughs> it and doesn't really sure. matter how long you're ago sure. you watched because it doesn't really get shown, but you just know it's there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, the fuckness is implied. Uh, so yeah, these these sexy people leave their strip club, they're gonna go make a porn with some art students uh, from the university. And, and you know, that w- what better way to spend a summer weekend if you really think about it. Um, what I like is the, the, the gospel aspect on the radio and always on the TV in the background just popping up as noise of this weirdo preacher uh, proselytizing about sin and rampant corruption out in modern society because i'm always suspect when a preacher says fucking anything uh you've got maxine who will not settle for a life that she doesn't fucking deserve out there
1: drag me with the affirmations
0: (laughs) out there having some fun and going in the swamp and swimming naked unbeknownst to the fact that there's a gator out there while the rest of the people uh, film some fuckery. They're doing the Lord's work.
2: Listen, I get it. I know it's a different time and people did that all the time. And I used to swim in creeks and lakes and rivers. I grew up in the South. I get it. But naked? Come on. Come on. Like, especially like ladies come on there there are things that can happen that you don't want happening infections that can that can that can brew we're talking about a woman who
1: is naked underneath a denim overall so think about the denim aspect there i didn't even think about that that has the chafing has to be yeah exactly this woman clearly doesn't take care
2: of herself Just, jeans are not a comfortable like commando situation like that's just not a thing anyway wow what a psychopath anyway go ahead rick
0: <laughs> i'm learning so much but considering that you will also abuse cocaine not surprising yeah fair enough because you know, because if you're willing to do bad things to your nostrils and let's face it probably boof it as well um uh, you know do you like it's pre-aids like people probably thought they're 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 uh nether regions were invulnerable kind of sorta in a roundabout way
1: and she's seen some dirty dicks in her day, so i mean she's she's pretty she's brave
0: it's texas home of the dirty dick
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay do you want me to read or i could i please read some of my thoughts i wrote down and then you guys can respond okay so yes
0: absolutely please do
1: so just mid movie watching I just jotted down some thoughts I'm going to skip a couple because we've already addressed some of them but I'm just going to say the movie is evidence of how we're at this like panical moment of horror in my opinion where it's like if you want to find good like art house film like you go to horror in a weird way so that's like it's I just love that it's really capturing that because like the cinematography is beautiful and it's like wow you don't get this in a lot of movies today like at all and you just really I really appreciated that and it's like also hilarious because this movie is hilarious to me um okay so the question is the real horror being face to face with your future older self like which we see when like the earlier version is when um Sorry, what is Mia Goth's character in this w- version? Uh, the, young, the young lady is Maxine. Okay, so she's see- Maxine lady, is course, seeing is Pearl. Pearl. Yes. Yeah, so she sees her, and that's like the first moment of like, da, 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 horror, everything. So is that really what this, the biggest horror in the world? Like, question there. So then.
0: Horror is a way, uh, and always happened, for people to safely address their impending mortality. Oh, for in, sure. W- in what other aspect of your life can you really ponder your own death and not like. Go yeah, it's definitely horrifying. process.
1: Okay. Well, I gotta, I'm going to get through the rest though, really quickly. Yeah. So then juxtaposing sex between kid cuddy which by the way kid cuddy oh my god i i've been a fan of him forever and so this was fucking hilarious i, I was and, not aware
0: that he was anything but an actor oh my uh, god I, I, I well dude,
1: that adds a layer to this film let me tell you and also britney snow i've been watching forever because i used to watch this TV show that like nobody remembers. I feel like Chelsea you my uh the show was American Dreams oh, on yes, like yes. NBC.
2: it was on uh was it on ABC or something? NBC like I think or, like, it was really season. good but it yeah. didn't
1: last long but it was like insanely good show like I swear. And then So I've been watching her since back then when she was like a teen, basically. And now I'm like, holy shit, this is a career change for her, which honestly we could talk about for another hour. i like, what is going on with Brittany Snow? Yeah. I I know her
0: from the remake of Prom Night.
1: Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go reference and then so we also have that juxtaposed with the woman seducing the old woman Pearl seducing her husband and it's like so funny like what are we doing juxtaposing these young hot people uh who are professionals at sex and then like the old sex I like and also like just the skeleton like aspect of the old people was like really creeping me out like I swear it was they were just so scary and then Okay. Next is that I just am sad that future generations will not understand the irony of Kid Cudi playing the guitar in that zine and like Britney singing and like the, the, like, just, you know, very kind of like cliche, like mirror, who have I reflection moment? Who have I become? What's become of me with like, it was just that, that was just like, I feel like my kids won't get it I I won't I'm not gonna have kids but like if I had kids like they would not get it and I would be like really upset I'd be like kids you don't quite like fully get this how fucking funny it is
0: I I don't get it explain it to me
1: (laughs) okay I will and then the next thing oh this is really important I didn't look it up I have a feeling there are blog posts about it because of course like I'm no you know horror expert. Like I am not like the Ty West, his name is. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a, I feel like there are huge like stands out there who would get this and say it already in a blog, but I need to say that this is a thought I've had. And if there's no blog about it, I need him, the director to like hear this podcast and confirm. So in X, there are not one, but two, when Harry met Sally references. (laughs)
0: Okay, where, please, where are they?
1: Please let me explain. So the first is when Brittany Snow does a fake orgasm because she says I yes. was acting. Okay. You don't, you don't like you don't need to like really, really make me
0: you,
1: get to that point. You should, I you can act. be so
0: proud of yourself there, Chief.
1: Yeah, so she has the blonde hair like Meg Ryan. She's doing a fake orgasm saying, Look, this is how women can fake it. That's when Harry met Sally. Number one. Number two, Lorraine, you know Jenna Ortega, um, when she is having her sex scene, she's wearing Sunday underwear, and like an un- a pair of underwear that says Sunday on the butt, and that's yeah. from Wait, seriously, yeah. Yes. What look- that has to be like? Because the Or that has one- to be a When Harry Met Sally reference.
0: Pro- I mean. I was looking it's at other specific. things, but the fact that you noticed that, bravo.
1: Wait, is this on there? Is, is this on the internet? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I feel like. I don't want to see it because I'm like, if I just had this, if I'm the first person to to notice these things, like, I don't want to see that it's all, like, I don't, I don't want to know if it's also out there. It's like the, did she win or did she not win it's thing? Not. I don't want to know. Oh my gosh! Okay, well then,
2: is like apparently there's references in Ted Lasso of when. Oh my
1: god! We need to get this to the director, writer, producer man. Please, he (laughs) needs to confirm these are two when Harry met Sally references.
2: We are recording this on January twenty second, twenty twenty three. So if I see any blog post after we release this. Y'all definitely
1: stole it from us. Oh, so good there. point. Good point. You <laughs> will be coming. Yeah, I mean, t- uh, I'm going to be tweeting this because I was like, I thought you guys were going to say, yeah, this was like a known thing because I was too scared to look it up. So thank you for confirming. I when I saw the Sunday underwear, I was like, because I had actually like last weekend gone to see When Harry Met Sally at the Paris Theater in New York Cute. with a couple of people, and it was amazing to watch it on. You know, a on a New Year's movie. big screen. Yeah, exactly. And I was like that the line about the Sunday underwear, like for everyone who doesn't know about this, uh, Meg Ryan's character, Sally t- tells a story about her, uh, boyfriend breaking up with her because she only wore Monday through Saturday underwear days of the week underwear. And he thought she was doing something that would make the Sunday ones be gone somewhere else or something like that. Like doing something without, you know, on a Sunday, some some salacious Sunday activity with someone else he was he was very yeah so then uh Harry Billy Crystal's character says where were the Sunday underwear and she says they don't make them it's God's day and then when we see Lorraine wearing Sunday underwear and we see a close-up shot on the Sunday I'm like that's when Harry met Sally because we already had the Meg Ryan moment of the fake orgasm
0: that's amazing Uh, bravo I I did not pick up on this again I was looking elsewhere However, I do believe that When Harry Met Sally, it's kind of like Halloween or Saw for romantic comedies in that, more Saw than than Halloween, in the sense that you have a really, really good movie, but I feel When Harry Met Sally, much like Saw, needs to be held responsible for the litany of shitty movies that came after it, that it inspired, Cause there are so many.
2: Yeah, it's true. You get that one beautiful movie in that genre, and then everybody's trying to recreate gold, and it's like just not going to happen. Yeah, the Sunday thing—that's so interesting. I
1: always, because uh, I—I did you notice the Sunday underwear on? I Lotus? noticed
2: she was wearing Sunday underwear because I—I um, I, there was something about it that I thought was from just from a stylistic perspective of like she's kind of the pure one and if there if you could call anyone in that group pure you could say jenna ortega's character was the pure one or innocent one is probably a better way to put it or naive um and something about sunday and like it being god's day it's you know it's totally I yeah, I, that, I, I, that that that's how i saw to it. it yeah like
1: i think that that's an amazing point that like is true like it it stands alone in that way for sure and that's funny you like read the sunday as that like i just think it's like also like with all the church stuff it's extra kind of funny oh yeah yeah yeah. focus
0: more on the cross on her necklace and and the close-up of that it's like well here's the loss of your potential innocence which i don't think it necessarily makes you guilty if you you know sex with witnesses present i mean you know hey again these are consenting adults doing their thing and her boyfriend uh having a hard time with it it's like just just chill out buddy you know,
2: I know he uh oh he had a little bitch fit in the shower I remember that and I
1: remember uh, thinking, our, our, like- oh god I would do the exact same like I love that he was so impacted because um it was kind of like romantic to me it,
2: it was good to see like it, it it's good to see how you know your profession and what you're doing there's intimacy involved whether mm-hmm. whether you like it or not like it's it doesn't matter how technical it is how you know that it's it's a, it's it's a stage it's an act it's you know it, it is a movie but at the same time this is involving like real intimacy in some way and I think yeah. uh, he's able to separate himself from that until his girlfriend's like, you know, oh, I want to do it, and it it was it was good to see how. Well, he- he's an
1: artiste. He is a feeling person, deeply feeling mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then I didn't write this note down, but I want to discuss really, you know, I know where I don't know how long your episodes cut off at like for the recording but I will say I loved this whole overarching theme that he's saying the director guy is saying oh porn can be art this can be art and then we're watching a movie that is horror proving it can be art you know it's like Mm -hmm. these kind of like un you know because so I say horror I'm sorry i I know I mentioned this on the last episode because it bothers me too. but anyway, uh, but yeah, the horror as the uh, genre being so artistic is so like such a a dis- topic of discussion amongst like film critics and, you know, all the blogs that, oh wow, like, what a shock. That horror is so like artistic right now. And then it's being addressed in the film, but via porn as like a stand-in for horror and also well, is porn horror are we another question is like is sex horrifying <laughs> i'm just kidding that's no not,
0: not if you're doing it right um horror has a a, a a way of being very innovative and and paving the roads for genres afterwards and and uh i find that very fitting with rj's demise in a in a genre that's prone to jump scares and uh, a lot of the the deaths afterwards in this movie, where like you can kind of see them coming for miles away, particularly Wayne in the barn, um, the sudden stabbing in the neck uh, that Pearl does to RJ upon the rejection is just so subtle. It's just like, well, bam, there you go, and it, and the music swells of don't feel the reaper and then she gets all stab happy. But that first one is just like, oh, well, this is what has to happen now, Um, which is great. There's no big fanfare for that first one but it sets the tone for the rest in that. Uh, you might think this is predictable, but and yeah. it, in some aspects it is, but also it ain't.
2: I mean, some of the deaths in X, I, I love all of the all of the death scenes in X because they were all, yes, predictable, but still all very different. Like you mm-hmm. knew you knew someone was gonna die from the alligator. You, you don't know who, but you just you know. you you know it's Chekhov's gun right there Mm. um and uh so the way Brittany uh Snow died I mean it was funny it's like you old bitch and it just like gets like thrown in the water um that was probably my favorite death scene and then you knew someone was gonna get shot and you knew someone was gonna yeah like get stabbed the way like Wayne was in the in the barn you knew that was gonna happen so all of them were relatively predictable but still like just really great genuine moments where it still kind of not necessarily took me by surprise but I guess yeah I, I should give it the credit it did it would take me by surprise even though I knew it was happening like I knew it was coming but it was well shot well done that it just it caught me each time in those death scenes um, yeah agreed yeah jenna ortega is watch. probably the funniest like she's just screaming <laughs> oh like my a god banshee and then suddenly just gets shot and then honestly and you here's another thing you know he's gonna have a heart attack like he just yeah. keeps talking about his heart you you know he's gonna have a heart attack and the fact yeah. that he had a heart attack because well, <laughs> this it's whole- so funny
1: The film plays with that so much. That's a really good point, like, that you're saying you know it's going to happen. And that's why it's, like, a really fun horror film to me, because it doesn't take the, oh, mystery of it, like, out, like, too seriously, because it it sees its audience as, like, smart, you know? It's like, we know you're getting this. And, like, also, I'll add that just in general – when you watch Pearl first, like the whole thing is like, you know, what's going to happen. So it really plays with that in a fun way. And that's a good point that like each of the deaths, like you, it's very predictable. I, my question is like, for as far as, is this like a new era of horror where it's like kind of doing that aspect of taking some of the mystery out? Like there is mystery in it, but you know, certain things are going to happen with it. Cause I feel like it's, we're in sort of an era of like, Okay, like we're playing with the genre because it's a horror movie. we're gonna make it like obvious things happen to like really ex- like kind of blowing them up like no pun intended.
0: I think now, much like before um you're getting filmmakers that were raised on horror that love horror, so they're 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 gonna give you what you want uh but some of the more creative ones they're going to subvert it from time to time because that's that's what horror always is especially when it works well i mean you can follow the tried and true played out formula but you know the, the creators that take a fucking chance and do something different and uh give you some unpredictability, that's what's going to stand out a little bit more. And luckily uh, with this pandemic, it's the horror audience that's showing up to theaters more so than any other genre uh, right now. Um, A lot of uh, non-horror fans, they're just gonna wait. They're gonna wait to watch it in their home where they can just boop it with little thumb motion uh, but it's us fucking weirdos that are putting on our masks hopefully and going out to the theater and trying to sit away from everybody and and support it and the the the, the numbers aren't lying the money's going in that direction and that means we're going to get more of it so i i really love that aspect of the audience right. coming out to support uh, these projects and that's a beautiful thing but uh, As much as
1: I love it, I also do kind of feel like it's a very A24 like tone, like to have a little tongue in cheek kind of aspect. And as I do really, really like that. But I also just do hope that not all that doesn't overtake the entire genre and that like, at, I don't think it will, but I think it works in some horror films, but in others, I don't, I want, I want both like the the really like just earnest like you're gonna get your scared shitless and you're not gonna laugh at any point during this movie because that's how a lot of horror for me is
0: i I found that that the the comedy is frequently there because it gets you to relax a little bit and then you get scared again but a24 they take a lot of chances and i respect them for that they do weird shit and i like weird shit And along with Marvel, they're probably the only studio that you can tell somebody, um, I'm going to go see the new A24 movie and people kind of have an idea of what you're in for and that what you're in for is weird shit. Speaking of weird shit, I love Pearl's end in this movie as Maxine is pointing an unloaded gun at her and Pearl just fires that shotgun and blows herself right out the front fucking door. Um. And, and there's yeah that, that, that's
1: hilarious and that, and like sorry
0: there's that weird and very telling moment uh that happens i guess to a, a lot of women in different scenarios but it's a woman doing this to another woman where it's like my hip is broken help me it's like you just killed all my friends fuck you and then pearl starts getting slanderous and cursing calling her a bitch and a whore and turning it around and then her head gets fucking run over uh and then we have the the big reveal of the preacher that's been on the tv and on the radio proselytizing the whole time is maxine's dad
1: oh yes oh and i oh i need to say really quickly because this popped in my mind uh the screaming the moments of realization and the screaming there must be like a word for this but like when uh, Lorraine is down in the basement and Mm. she sees the body and like, oh, the scream, the face, like she gave the perfect, that was so good. And uh, then also, of course, Mia Goth rocked her moment of horror, shock and horror scream when she was in the bed and turned and oh my God, oh God, those screams were so great. (laughs) But I, I just had to give that because it was on my mind and then also what you're saying about the ending when when pearl murders herself like i love that because it's like like because i saw maxine as it wasn't her exactly but like it was like a version of her so either either the maxine the the younger version of her was going to kill her or the version of her who she like the real her was going to kill herself and it was kind of like eat no matter what she was her own demise like i saw that at the end and so when she killed herself i thought that was great because i just was really happy that um it was shocking it was surprising to me because i i saw where it was going like like okay we have a face down of the two and it was fun and then um i just Oh gosh, I, I lost what I, else I was going to say. But it, um, it,
0: it is kind of the inevitability of uh, the next generation is going to replace you, whether you want them to or not. It is inevitable. So to fight against that progress is futile.
1: Okay. I yes, and I have a question for you both. Was Maxine like was she murderous before this whole thing, or did it? Like she was already, you know, she was doing drugs. she was a preacher's daughter turned good girl, gone bad, like preacher's daughter, you know she she was already like on a path to trying to get famous at no matter what the cost. So we knew like she was already having some kinds of like moral quandaries, maybe. but then what, but was she always murderous? Did she always have like murder in her or like, you know, when she, when she's at the end, you know, her moment of like turning, was that a moment of her turning or was it a moment of her like showing who she really is? Question. And Chelsea, you tell me first, because you go.
2: I don't know. I, I never, I didn't think about it. Cause I mean, it is a rather like grisly, uh, death for pearl which makes sense i mean she just killed all of her friends of course maxine's gonna like you know shoot her run over her right run over like 10 times over like the whole body would have to be like gone um i could see in maxine's life especially if she if she was like a runaway i'm sure there's moments she had to defend herself and it was um a survival instinct i i definitely think this will change her in a way where not necessarily she'll become murderous but there will be something that i mean we're gonna get another movie of her so something happened but um yeah i don't know i i think i could see there be like some violent things happen in the past but nothing to this stature Rick, what do you think
0: i don't see maxine as a murderer i see her as a survivor And I love what Ty West did with this because so many uh, slasher uh, films, the final girl is the virginal one. It's not the one that's taking drugs. It's not the one that's, you know, uh, fucking. Uh, The formulaic version of this movie uh, would have Jenna Ortega's character. Gotta give it up to Jenna for Ortega being, uh, Jenna Ortega rather, being uh, uh, the latest Scream queen with her performances here and in Studio 666 and in Scream, so bravo. But her character would be the one to survive uh, having not, uh, if she had not participated in the filmmaking process. But Maxine, who you're introduced to uh, with a line of blow, and some uh, delightful side boob. Uh, and then full boob. Um, thanks. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that you, you, your final girl has is the antithesis of so many final girls before her uh, is definitely Ty West's way of, of fucking with the formula, of, of not giving you what you expect but you're very happy with the result and while I know that all of us are going to see Maxine when that comes out my question to our guest Angelica is would you be interested in watching some of his other films uh and and getting a taste of of the other things that he's put out in the world because I highly recommend fucking all of them
1: Oh yeah, because in my head he is a person director who meant to have two references to when Harry met Sally in a horror film. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna get the confirmation on Twitter or Instagram. I am going to be adding them, and maybe, I maybe maybe you could find
0: other when harry met sally that's what i was about finished. to say yeah. i would that love I've... if you
1: like watch his movies with that lens of being yes like, yes i am going to do that because i mean somebody who does that for is a director for me and <laughs> i really want to watch
0: because if i get a text from angelica that there's a when harry met sally reference in sacrament or in a valley of violence i will laugh my balls off mm-hmm. literally
2: that's
0: amazing
1: Well, at a certain point, it might become a Rorschach test where I see somebody with like shoulder pads or, oh, it's a fall scene. That's when Harry met Sally. Like, I don't, you know, I, if you look for when Harry met Sally, you will find it. That's the beauty of when Harry met Sally.
0: Poor little laugh for Carrie Fisher, Bruno Kirby. Uh, One of the reasons why I haven't watched when Harry met Sally in so long is I miss Bruno Kirby. I wish she was still with us. All right, so it's a good time. We're looking forward to Maxine, uh, which is going to be set in the 80s uh, for Angelica. I didn't know this was a trilogy. Uh, At the end of Pearl's credits, there's like a little grainy visual of the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles. And then uh, with with 80s synth over it, you see Maxine spelled with three Xs. So it's like, all right, we're going to be dealing with it now sexy 80s Los Angeles and uh
1: oh my gosh it's and gonna the, be fun
0: in the CD porn underworld within uh which well, there there's for those that that know uh for those that lived uh during that time yeah you know, there was a lot going on in this this subculture that everybody denied knowing about but let's be honest people knew about it <laughs> They were just a lot more secretive about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, um, off the top of my head, I know In a Valley of Violence is on Netflix, Angelica. So if you're looking for something to watch today, it's, it's Ty West Spaghetti Western starring Ethan Amazing. Hawking oh and God. John Travolta. Oh and,
1: my God, are you kidding me?
0: And I'll go you one further, although clearly it doesn't work out in the long run in a valley of violence has some of the best dog acting that i've ever seen in my life the dog in that film steals the show until it doesn't (laughs) i know chelsea likes to be warned in advance when an animal gets caught
1: oh Um, yeah and that is Uh,
0: that 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 is a plot point
1: okay that's going to be upsetting Um, up and
0: uh, up until that point you're gonna love that dog
1: yeah. And that's the problem. No, I am excited to watch that. I mean, John Travolta. Are you kidding me?
0: No, that's serious. amazing.
1: Like he is like, I'm so excited now. Um, Yeah.
0: You got, you got, uh, you got, you uh, got Karen Gillan as well. And Vera Farmiga also. I mean, oh.
1: if, if you want to talk about a fear of getting older and what it'll make you do, or like the, this, the fright of seeing seeing your life flash before your like your your mortality john travolta's face is already a horror movie about that
0: (laughs) actually no i made a mistake it's not vera farmiga what's the what's the little farmiga's name Chelsea? uh
1: tasia or
0: something like that the the weed lady lady farmiga is in the movie that was my mistake
1: and as an italian i must tell you it's farmiga
0: i'm offending new zealanders i'm offending australians i'm offending the Italians, uh, what's a coming to go? It's all the only apology I can vote for. The
1: New Zealanders will be like, it's all right, because they're Kiwis and nice. But the Italians, uh-oh, you might want to watch your back.
0: I've dealt with Vendetta before. I've survived. <laughs> you know, the th- throw them a football, and by that, I mean a soccer ball, and they'll be distracted. And then I can safely make my way uh, through the rest of my day and you'll share
1: pizza and right. yeah
0: and before we all go about making our way to the rest of the day angelica how about you tell the listeners where they can find you if they want to find you
1: okay yes um i am i'm on twitter at at angelica O, but the o is a zero so it's F L O R I zero um as the last name and yeah so you can follow me there i'm not tweeting as much as i used to because of elon's reign of terror but i also have just pivoted now to having a new venture where i'm creating a newsletter for vintage clothes um to to share the best the best items from small businesses so check if you're into vintage clothing check out donna.tel.n m-e-m and that's on both instagram and tiktok or you could go to the website donatellum.com and sign up for the newsletter. letter and that is totally off topic of horror but you know why not maybe maybe there's some crossover here
0: fashion is a big part of horror we've talked to a custom designer oh yeah about yes. it and yes. yeah it, it's essential
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm at, um, on my website. I am also going to be starting some like blogging about like fashion moments and pop culture. So I'll definitely have horror moments. Like, hello, for sure. Blood on dresses. So chic.
0: Chelsea, where can the people find you if they won't find
2: you? Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Just looking up uh, Chelsea Bennington and I'm there. Um, Angelica, I'm already... Actually, thinking of since you said blood on dresses, some moments that I'm gonna to send to you. I I can I can already va- vouch for Donna. Tellem. it's when I I always love when you post. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Hey, you can check out Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook. Uh, we gotta look for some new venues because even some of the new places in New York that have opened up uh, have apparently closed. Uh, so it's getting tricky finding a venue, but we're not dead yet. Uh so we're doing it's on Instagram. I'm at rickgozman718 on the Tweety. And um, yeah, so uh, thank you for being part of the show, Angelica. Thank we'll have you, you back. all. Thank we'll have you. you back after... Thank you, Rick.
1: Thank you, Chelsea. I almost called you Jen Rick, but thank you, Rick.
0: <laughs> after uh, we see Maxine, uh, we'll come on back. We'll talk a little more. Maybe we'll do an improvised review. I would review. love to of Maxine because we haven't done one of those in a bit uh so let's get fucking weird anyway I love you both
1: thanks for having me on
0: and in the meantime and in between time everybody stay good stay healthy stay spooky